With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of the Steelers preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Joining me as always, the other co-editor, Dave Schofield, and the podcast producer, Brian Anthony Davis. And guy, right before, we, in part one, or just a few minutes ago, if you're watching live, you were talking about David DeCastro, and you said, we don't know the extent of his injuries. And it also kind of ties into Matt Filer. He gets put on injured reserve. He's an unrestricted free agent. That's neither here nor there. And he gets put on injured reserve. And then when he's available to play, they come in. Guys, at what point do we talk about the evaluation of these situations? Because to me, at either position, right guard or left guard, they had a player who was playing extremely well in Kevin Dotson. And in every situation, if David DeCastro was that banged up, why in the world would you not let a guy who's playing good football come in and play and let DeCastro heal up and then get it back in there? It, does this strike a nerve? Does this hit a nerve with anyone else? To me, uh, my, Matt Filer playing in the playoffs would have been the biggest slap in the face to Kevin Dotson after I think that he had a very, very impressive rookie season. Was he all pro? No. Was he pro bowl? No. He's a rookie. Did he play extremely well for a rookie? I think so. I'm no expert, but I think so. Brian, what's your take on this kind of stuff? You're absolutely correct. I was offended that Kevin Dotson was not playing in that game. Um, but as far as DeCastro goes, I feel that he was, I mean, Dave said it earlier that uh, they know more than what we know. And I got to tell you, it's really seems like he was rushed back. He was beat up and they knew right away, even in the Broncos game, uh, they, they knew early on that Kevin Dotson was showing some signs of brilliance that he can stay in there and he's not going to be a liability. What he turned out to be is probably one of the most popular um, Steelers on offense last season. Everybody was asking for Kevin Dotson to play and he became everybody's darling. If it wasn't for, I tell you what, if Chase Claypool had, um, four or five less touchdowns, Dotson could have been rookie of the year on that team. He could have won the Joe Green Performance Award. Yeah, probably not. You probably don't do that, but that's what kind of impact he made. And when he, when he was in there, they ran better. So that's the thing you're looking at. But really, DeCastro was, I mean, just from my eye test, it seemed like he was hurt. It didn't seem like he was indifferent. Some people said he seemed indifferent. No, he seemed like he was beat up and just fighting every single down. Dave, what's your take on that? Well, we don't know um, whose decision it was to go with fire. I mean, I, I know everything ultimately comes down to the head coach. But, you know, what did everyone else think about this? Because, about this? you know, you've got head coach, offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. Two of those three aren't there anymore. I wonder who won, I wonder who ultimately pushed for to to not play Kevin Dotson in that playoff game. You know, that's I mean, even at some point to just say, you know what, let's let's get him in there and and everything like that. I I don't know. Um so yeah. That's 
when it comes to the offensive line and you're and you know we were ultimately talking about DeCastro uh and everything, they didn't bring back their coach. So you don't know how much that is. Look at one Alvin Bud Dupree and how when a certain coach was let go, how he kind of turned into the first round pick that the Steelers had always hoped that they had with him. Was it because the coach was let go? I don't know. So, so with these guys, who knows? Maybe it maybe I I really trust the Steelers that they have the inside information that they can do the right thing. That if there are the people are like, oh, DeCastro needs to stay or DeCastro needs to go, that they're gonna get they're gonna understand his injury, his attitude about everything, you know, if if he's still wanting to play. I know Big Al made a comment during the season that he didn't seem to have the same fire this year. Um, or just kind of the same attitude about life. It could have just been, you know, a lot of people had the COVID blues. He could have been one of them and, and and things like that. But with a new coach and everything else, what they think that that really means. So there's a lot to the equation. Absolutely. Just a thought that came to my head. Now, Sean Manahan gave us another $5. He said, should we trade up to get the best running back? And so draft talk is tough because there's a lot of different options and we can all talk about scenarios and things like that and what ifs and, and maybe this, that, or the other. What I want to talk about in this next segment is team needs because Dave and I can debate whether the Steelers should draft a quarterback or not, but let's talk about team needs. So when you look at this roster and let's just for the sake of argument, assume that Ben Roethlisberger will be back. In my opinion, if Rooney says he wants him back, Ben wants to come back. There's nothing really else to discuss unless it's just a numbers issue. So outside, you know, Roethlisberger's back, keep that in the back of your mind. Brian, we'll start with you. What is the number one team need? And let's be specific here. So if you're saying O line, I want a specific position. What is the biggest team need for this team heading into the 2021 draft or just the offseason, maybe in free agency. All right. So it's got really interesting with R2's comments today because, you know, we weren't even talking about the possibility of adding more years to Ben. Everyone going into today, everybody was thinking 2021, boom, that's the end with Ben if he makes it to 2021. A lot of us figured he's making it to 2021, but that would be the end of the road. So if something happens that, an extra year is added on quarterback in the first round is off the board. I just want to throw that out right away there. They will not go ahead. No, or you're, you're, you're coming back to agree with me where you disagree with me last week. I love it. <laughs> well, this is after Art Rooney's yeah. comments. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, all all I'm saying is if they're <laughs> extending them quarterbacks off the board, they're not yeah. going to do it with Ben looming. They're not mm -hmm. going to keep him around. Um, so getting back to the original question, yes, offensive lineman is number one for me. And the more that I think about it, I'm thinking more that center guard combo or center. Because when you look at, I know we're speculating that Big Al is gone. Um, it, even if Big Al is gone, I would really think that Zach Banner is going to sign a one-year deal. I mean, it's kind of, even when he made those comments, best exit interview ever, and he tweeted that out. He's and being excited for next year. So there's they're looking at already keeping this guy around. So you have Chooks and you have Banner. They would be your tackles. 
you you're going to you know De Castro's sticking around unless something drastic happens and you have Kevin Dotson entrenched there. You're they keep on talking about 50-50 with Marquise Pouncey. And the thing about Pouncey is you just don't know whether he's going to stay or go, but if he stays, it's there's not going to be a 2022. That's he is at the end of his line here. So with that being said, and he has one year left on his deal. So at this point, I think you need to find your center guard for the future. You can add some depth for year one. If Pouncey sticks around, then you've got the opportunity to have a guy, um, you know, have his red shirt year in the pros. I do want to see a running back. The answer to one of the questions that, that we saw earlier, should the Steelers trade up? You do not need to trade up for a running back. At the number two, excuse me, in round two last year, J.K. Dobbins went round two. Jonathan Taylor, round two. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire went round one, but he went in the last pick of round one. What's that? 32nd pick. Yeah. So yeah. he went with the very last pick. So he was one pick away from being a second rounder. You don't have to trade up. I love the idea of Najee Harris, but be realistic that line needs some help. You can get that that running back in the second round if you want him. There's a guy in North Carolina right now that averaged seven yards a carry, had like 17, 19 touchdowns. I keep on forgetting his name, but it's Javante Williams. There it is. Javante Williams. <laughs> That's a guy you go ahead and look at. There's actually two guys from North Carolina. Um, so be careful with that, but there's two going to be eligible in the draft and they're probably going to be uh, drafted in the uh, the top four rounds. But yeah, I I that's what I want to see. Do I want to see a tight end? Yeah. Do I want to see a quarterback down the line? Yeah. But if it's not going to be your Trey Lance, then, uh, then I don't want him. I don't want Mac Jones. Trust me. Everyone that's loving on Mac Jones don't want Mac Jones. I don't want, I don't want JP Lozman either. I don't want they were top heavy at number three. The Bills at number 24 in 2004. We need a quarterback too. Let's go J.P. Lozman. No, don't do that. Don't settle for your next quarterback. Don't look at a guy in the third round saying maybe we could groom him to get up there. Go all out. Go bust. Trade up if you have to, if you decide you want to do that. But if I'm the GM, I'm taking care of that line and I'm starting in the middle at center. All right. Grayson Brown gives us nine ninety nine. He said the looming salary cap makes it so frustrating this year. The Steelers have never been in the situation before. I fear keeping Ben will haunt us. The needs are looming. He says inside linebacker, left tackle, center, left guard, running back, cornerback, skull. <laughs> Death. <laughs> All right, Dave, your turn. Go ahead and go. My turn. Okay. Well, this is an extremely difficult question because we know this is going to change big time depending on who the Steelers cut, sign, all those other things. So we are dealing with this right now at this moment. Well, first thing I'm going to say before we go on, because I preach this all the time, I can't stand falling in love with specific players and names that you put out there. Do you know why? Because when you fall in love with that name and you've already got that name, next thing you know, they're wearing purple. <laughs> I just did that. Javon yeah. Day Williams. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, that was J.K. Dobbins last year. Everyone shouting about J.K. Dobbins. The fact that he was available and the Steelers didn't draft him was even more interesting. But then, of course, where does he end up? On that purple team. So 
I don't fall in love with players because I look at what the Steelers need position-wise, and then I kind of trust them to know out of that group of players who's best. So that's why I love this question about asking about the position. Uh, the thing I just don't like is that we have to answer it now rather than when we have to actually fit. Well, we're going to do this more than more. Oh, than I know. <laughs> so let's go now. So I'm going to go. Oh, yeah. Who is on their roster now? Because Marquise Pouncey has not retired officially. He said he was considering it, telling – players he was going to, and apparently Ben's trying to talk him out of it. We'll see what happens there. But you don't have Filer. You don't have have Villanueva. You know I'm going offensive line. The only question is, is where. And because of what the Steelers have, based on who is under contract right now, I'm going to say tackle. But I could see that changing by the time the draft comes around to where it's going to be more important for the interior. Because right now, the only tackle the Steelers have other than practice squad guys is Chooks. So that's why based on it now, I would say tackle, that's your bigger need. Do I think Banner could be back? Yes. If something happens where they sign Filer and he's available to go back to tackle, you know, yeah, that's fine too. That's when you might, you know, if Pouncey retires, then you shift to interior offensive lineman. So based on today, I'm going to say tackle, but I'm going to say one thing. Not running back in the first round because although I think the Steelers could add a good running back, and I would be very much on board with them drafting a running back in the first three rounds, which they did not do last year. I just don't want it to be in the first round. All right. You guys make good cases, and I think you know where I'm going to go. I think that you still have to prepare for the future at the quarterback position position. I mean, and Brian said it, if you're going to do it, you got to do it right. And that means you got to go up and you got to get the guy that you want. And you have to be sure that this is the next guy. And if he has to sit a year, that's fine. I'm totally okay with that. And people will say, well, that's a waste of a pick. Is it really a waste of a pick if that player is your quarterback for the next 15 years after that one year that he sat? I don't think it's a waste of a pick. I wouldn't trade any. Would anyone go back and say, oh, man, I really wish we had that first-round pick back that we gave to Miami for Minka Fitzpatrick. No, no one's regretting that because you got Minka Fitzpatrick. If you trade up and get a guy, and I'm not going to – yeah, I do like Trey Lance a lot. I've watched more of his film than any prospect of the last probably five years. Um, I just think he's an intriguing guy. He's athletic. He seems like he's that new type of quarterback that's being a trend in the NFL right now. And if he's your guy for the next decade plus – then you do whatever you got to do to get him because you know that if you have that quarterback, you're always going to be competitive. You're always going to have that window open and you have to have a succession plan after Ben Roethlisberger. It's something they didn't do after Terry Bradshaw. They didn't even do. I mean, you think about all the quarterbacks they went through. I mean, it, it, at one point during Bill Cowher's time, you were just thinking, oh, who's the quarterback this year? You don't want that to be the case with the Steelers anymore. You want them to have the next guy. So, yeah, there are other needs. And I'm not saying that you're wrong, Brian, when you said the center and Dave with tackle and someone brings up inside linebacker. I'm not disagreeing with any of those. And if they went that route, I wouldn't be upset. But I think if you're going to go for a quarterback and everything, everyone that knows prospects way more than I do, better than I do, they say that next year's quarterback class is not as good as this one. So if next year's crop is not as good, then you might need to capitalize on this one. And you might need to be looking ahead and saying, what do we have to give up? How much is it going to cost to get to 10 or maybe nine, or maybe you don't have to go up to like 12, but still I don't, I'm not even complaining about what they gave up to get Devin Bush a few years ago, because he's a, he's a great player. You sometimes have to make aggressive moves. So that's my pick. I'm going to go with quarterback. 
I know that could possibly change, probably won't, but it could possibly change this offseason. Um, go ahead, Brian. I want to ask you a question, though, Jeff, because I agree with everything you're saying. I agree with what Dave's saying, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think there's any wrongs. But what I said about what they decided to do with Ben Roethlisberger, if they commit to him to 2023, are you going to want to bring in – are you going to want to trade up now and go first round on a quarterback if they're committing they're to him They're not committing to him until 2023. I, but if they – They'll do a contract till then, but right. they're not realistically having him play. Even Ben today said himself, I've got one more year in me. He didn't say anything beyond that. So – But what I'm saying – He didn't say only one more year, but he said he has one more year. So, what I'm saying, though, yeah. is you could commit to a guy for one year. I mean, you could – commit to putting a guy on a bench for one year but do you want to go the Aaron Rodgers route and Brett Farvum and make him sit three to four years I'm not opposed to it I just don't want to force it I don't you know I don't want you're right I don't want a JP Lossman you don't want to force and say we need to get a quarterback and you don't want to already burns it no, I don't, want, I don't want notice when I talk about this I never say take a quarterback at 24 it's always what you got to trade up and get it you got to make the aggressive move. The court, I couldn't tell you the last time a quarterback at 24 was any, was any good. I mean, yeah, people say, well, Tom Brady was a, Tom Brady was a sixth round pick. You know I mean? But yeah, he and Antonio Browns are not the norm. Yeah. I can answer that question. Lamar Jackson was 32. He was 32. Yeah. But do I, I want Lamar? Answer. I don't want Lamar Jackson. I don't either. Okay. Aaron yeah. Rodgers was 25, I think. Yeah. Oh, five. He was in the twenties. Yeah. Know. It's rare. We'll put it that way. It's rare. Evgeny Crosby gave us four ninety nine. They got beat tonight four to one. Uh, bringing back Ben without bringing back Juju and Bud Dupree to max out this team's chances doesn't make any sense. Find the money to sign them. Well, again, it depends that's on the salary. Ben was saying though. I think that's kind of what Ben's point was: is I'll I want to I'll I'll do whatever I can to get this number back down to keep the guys. I keep. That's another thing that we haven't covered yet about what AR two said is that he would take this year's roster next year. If he could just keep everything, he would do it. Uh, some people don't like that. I'm also thinking you're going to, you know, add in the draft, but can I answer part of this question? What question? The, the bud and juju thing. Sure. Here's the thing. I, what I, if you told me, I mean, I'm wearing the hat as long as I can, because I got the juju hat on right now for those of you listening in podcast form. Would I like to keep both of those players? I would. But you also have to ask yourself of cost over replacement. Where right now, if you don't have Bud Dupree, you have Alex Highsmith, who should be improved in his second year. And look at how little his contract is. Do you want to pay that much, so much more than Highsmith? Are you going to get that much more in production? Is the tough decisions that... The, that the Steelers front office has to make where sometimes we're, I mean, it's easy for us to say the Steelers defense was better with Dupree because he was good. Yeah. But is he, but is he $15 million a season better than the next guy that they have to play there? And it's kind of the same thing with Juju and the, and the young receivers that they have. That's the question you're going to have to ask. Yeah. And they just have a ton of, they have a ton of free agents and you have to ask yourself, okay, do we sign someone like Juju or do we try to keep Mike Hilton? Yeah. Or do we try to keep Cam Sutton? You're not going to be able to keep everyone. Like the Steelers no. are going to be staring at a, a a crap ton of compensatory picks, possibly. <laughs> you're only allowed four. You're yeah. only, you can only get maxed out at four. 
they would get four because yeah. they're going to lose a ton of players, even if they do keep some. So, Brian, you were going to say something? Yeah, I want to back up Dave a little bit here. I, I want to look at last year. Everybody would have loved to have kept Javon Hargrave. Yeah. But in the 2020 season, how many times did anybody say, oh, man, we should have kept Hargrave? That's because Al- Aluwalu played better than Hargrave did the year and before. And Aluwalu needs to be it, resigned. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was a business. cheap. <laughs> it's a business move that has to be made in this era of the NFL. You know, we're not – I've been watching so many – for the retro shows, I've been watching so many games from the 1970s. And they were able to keep those guys around. And it was amazing. Even the 1979 team, this is, I know this is a trivia question we've had before. They were a completely homegrown team. There was not a single guy on the 1979 roster that played on another team. That you can't even do that with five guys. You can't even say that with five guys on a team this year. That's how much turnover and how crazy it is with these rosters these days. So, you know, I mean, I agree with Dave. I mean, I would love to have Bud Dupree and Juju Smith-Schuster and all of these guys. I would love to have Art Art Rooney 2's same roster as last year. It's just, there's no way it could be done. Yeah. BSG74 gives us four ninety nine. dollars says, Bill, he's talking about Cower, would cut veterans one year early before their time. Or maybe some of Belichick. I don't know. Why are the Steelers allowing players to say when they are done, Pouncey is an example? a great point i mean dave you want to say something yeah i would love to answer that okay that's it's the mistake mr butt naked get rob made uh when he left when the steelers offered him a great contract and he turned it down because he didn't understand contracts and the steelers enough that's why he even overrode his agent reportedly the first year because he thought he knew better and really he knew nothing and it's how the Steelers operate. The Steelers operate different than other teams. You know, he wanted that guaranteed money, and that's all that matters. But if the Pittsburgh Steelers operate in this way and you can trust them to operate in a certain way, then you can have these things and work them this way. If you're going to start doing things that you say, well, this is what these other teams do to these guys, then you're not going to get the trust with the players that, that do the things that they do at certain times because it's part of the, it's because it's the way the Steelers do business. If you've established that reputation of how the Steelers do business, do you really want to tear that down and then have players not trust that things are going to get done that way? Brian, did you have a take on that at all? You know, not really. I think he's right on, on that. I mean, you've got to look at it that way. I mean, this is, I mean, Bell made that huge mistake. There's, there's no way that, uh, the players have got to look at it as not just a business on their part, but really they've got to look into the crystal ball a little bit more and they're not doing that enough. I mean, what, what they really have to say is like, do I take a little bit less and not be the guy that my agent tells me that I should be because the agent wants you to be the highest paid player and tells you, you can be, but you could be just as happy at this number with this many of years, if you kind of uh, try to uh, look at the bigger picture. And I think that's what Dave was trying to say. That's what these players need to do. Good points. Good points made by all. Dave, we have some trivia tonight. Yeah, we do. Okay. Can I comment on one thing that I know people are saying? They're like, well, but the Steelers did force out Palomalo. 
I was at Palomalo's last game, that playoff game. And it was kind of sad to see this. I'm like, why aren't they using Troy the way they always use Troy? And the reason was, is they couldn't. Okay. You know, and that's the difference with trying to play safety. And that was his style of play. And he was so great at it. And when you play with that style and that way, there's going to be a chance that that runs out. What happened with Palomalo? The Steelers didn't push him out too early. The fans were ready to give up on him yet. That was the biggest thing with Palomalo. So some people say, yeah, looking back on it, we realized I was at that game. And, and, and frankly, I was saying if they're, if, if they're using the Troy in this way, there were, they were better off playing Will Allen um, in, in that, in that playoff game against Baltimore. Um, but that's just because, I mean, it's not a knock on Troy. It's just, I still think he was still playing somewhat injured, but anyway, I've got the trivia. You ready for it? Unless anyone wanted to comment on Palomalo real quick. No, I'm good. Let's do it. You good? Okay. Um, we're going to talk about something I said on my Scobro show that I'm like, oh, I should have said that for trivia, but I decided I took it to the next level. Um, if I'll ask you guys to see if you actually listen. Who's the one player for the Pittsburgh Steelers that played every snap, you know, on whether on defense or on offense on their side of the ball? Who was the one player who did that this year? Well, wasn't the guy who did it last year because he was uh, he was hurt in a game, and that's Edmonds, I believe, was Villanueva. It is Alejandro Villanueva. I think it, yeah, yes, he played every snap this year. He also played every snap last year. Could it make you guys just take a random shot in the dark? We're not going to do it Price is Right style, where if you go over, you lose. How many? And I had to do this myself, so this took some time. How many consecutive snaps at left tackle? Do you think Alejandro Villanueva has taken between the regular uh, season and postseason? Then I have a better question after, or two other questions after this that you guys. Wow, I. He's played two straight seasons. Oh, um, I said at least two. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> I am. I don't even even know how to guess this. Uh, three hundred snaps. Sure, I don't know. I okay. literally. How many snaps do you think that he played this year? I don't know. Probably three hundred. <laughs> no, exactly eleven hundred. Eleven hundred. Oh, yeesh. Brian, take a guess. Some people were guessing here. Some of them uh, guessing really low. So I'll, I'll just go. Uh, I'll just go eight fifty. I literally just told you that he played 1,100 <laughs> snaps this year. He wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Seattle does have two losses. <laughs> Are you ready for this number? Hey, someone almost got it. I'm going to bring it up. GS said um, 3,500. It was 3,437 by my wow. calculations. Consecutive snaps. Consecutive snaps for the Steelers. Any idea when the last time was he didn't he he, the, he wasn't in a game? It was a game where the Steelers took him out to rest. Well, if they took him out to rest, um, so let's go ahead and say uh, the Cleveland game to end the 2016 season, week 17. That's a good guess, but it has been since then. The Cleveland game to end the 2017 season? <laughs> <laughs> You're close. You're very close. It was a very nice present for him. I'll just say that. 
Oh, Christmas Day uh, against the Texans. Christmas Day against the Texans. He um he 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 came out because ultimately the question is this: Who was the last player other than Alejandro Villanueva to play snaps at left tackle for the Steelers? It would have been that Christmas Day game. What year was that? That was 2017, correct, Brian? Yeah. Yeah, 2017. I'm going to guess Chris Hubbard. Is he right or wrong? He is correct. Uh, it was wow. Chris Hubbard, yes. <laughs> because Chris Hubbard came in and uh, Matt Filer came in, but Matt Filer was a, was still then playing guard. He came in. B.J. Finney actually played at played guard that game. And when Pouncey came out at the end to rest, Finney bumped over to center. So that's kind of how it went. I feel like one day we'll look back and we we will say we didn't appreciate Alejandro Villanueva when he was playing. Yeah, I I feel like we don't appreciate him enough now. Yeah, yeah. Brian, do you have trivia? Yes, I do. So, uh, you know, the Steelers aren't in the Super Bowl, but we're still talking about uh, Steelers Super Bowl winners of the past on the retro show. We're going to be doing a lot of that. Uh, so, I want to talk about touchdowns in a Super Bowl now. We've talked about before how John Stallworth uh, leads the Steelers with five. He's not the only one that has five. He had five receiving touchdowns. Franco Harris, Franco Harris has five as well. Um, one receiving touchdown, four rushing touchdowns. There is another running back that has two receiving touchdowns to go along with two rushing touchdowns. So he's second to those fellas with four touchdowns. Who would that be? In, in a Super Bowl. In uh, not a single Super Bowl, but in yeah, Super Bowls. In, in yeah. Super Bowls for the Steelers. Yes. Two rushing and two receiving. Uh, I remember Rocky Blyer had that nice catch. But I don't know if I'm gonna say Rocky Blyer. That's how I'm gonna Yep. Rock the Rock. Robert Blyer. Um, he had in 1978, he had one and one in 79. He had one and one. There you go. See what, what threw me off is what you said that they also had rushing touchdowns. If you would have just said a running back with two receiving touchdowns, I would have said, I would have said Rocky, but I, I wasn't sure if he had the rushing. I wasn't sure if he had the rushing ones. So that's pretty I, wa I wanted to, uh, make you yeah. think. Yep. Hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You have any crazy question here at the end? <laughs> hey, bad. What do you think the cumulative GPA has been for your the two AM checks you picked up? <laughs> That's my trivia for the night. <laughs> In my mind, it's incomplete, but um, there's been a there was a nice little run, and uh, when when power power was going on, so was uh, so was uh, the bad fad. <laughs> when you, you wake up and that stupid chick's wearing your Greg Lloyd jersey, making me <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's see final thoughts. Make me flapjacks. <laughs> all right, Brian, go ahead. I don't final even thoughts, know. Go. My final thought is, uh, you know, Jeff said it the other day. Look, there's going to be a lot of hype. There's going to be a lot of reading between the lines right now. You know, um, don't overreact. Just react and say, ah, so this is what the flavor of the day is. Because there's going to be so many flavors of the day. There's going to be so many things to talk about. But I can guarantee you that uh, it's all going to be 
um, every month until the draft, it's going to go back to draft Najee, uh, Najee Harris. <laughs> I mean, we're going to hear that all the time. It's going to keep on going back to that. And you could, uh, you could read all the mock drafts you want, but it's just like a fart. You don't trust a mock draft, please. <laughs> in a skillet? <laughs> is is, it, is yeah. it in a skillet? Come on. All right, sorry. <laughs> R.I.P. Randy Land. Yeah, All right, Dave, Dave, go ahead. Um, it's it's crazy that we 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 think about this. Part of me really wants to go back and, and look at our preview shows from this time of year, last year, to, to to think about what we were talking about about the Steelers and everything, and how much everything changes, and so much is going to change with our perception of this team and everything else as we go on. My goodness, if we just turn back two months. You know, the people that are saying Ben Roethlisberger needs to go. I mean, do you think they were saying the same thing two months ago? It all changes so much. If you were to tell us one year ago that that the Steelers, that that Ben Roethlisberger would come back and play every game that he, that he wanted to, you know, what Jeff called, he's going to play 15 games and rest the last week of the season, um, and the Steelers would go 12 and 4, we would we wouldn't be out of our minds, but of course, none of that means as much without the postseason. So we understand the problems there. We we get that. But at the same time, if you would say if you would say, hey, we could go twelve and four again, make the postseason, and be healthy going into it, you know, I would take that again. I would take that again. I would much rather have the Steelers being 12 and four winning their, their last six games than winning their first 11, which was something I said during the streak. So the whole point is you've got to get there. You've got to be playing well as you're getting there. And there's a lot that's going to happen between now and then we think we all have the answers and you know what? We don't, but it's really fun to talk about what we think those answers are. That's true. My question, my my final thought is more of a, more of a question. You know, Randy Land is officially retired. Not he's a, he was fired. Okay, but it's closed. We, we're closing up Randy Land. And someone on Twitter, one of my followers, said, "Is this now going to be Candy Land for Canada or something like that?" And I was like, I don't know if I want to keep the amusement park thing going. I think we have to think of something for Matt Canada. I also want to see if he's any good. Because if he's good, then we don't need a, a mocking nickname. But keep if you have an idea for a Matt Canada-themed name for the Steelers offense in 2021, we'll get that ball rolling right off the bat. The Great White North. Canada better <laughs> not be dry. There you go. <laughs> well, Randy, Randy Lane was so good. Randy yeah. Lane was the best. All right, folks, make sure you check us out at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for your one-stop shop or your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. On top of that, Make sure you find us wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing like Dave's Stat Geek podcast, my Let's Ride podcast, and Michael Beck's The Live Mic, only found on our audio platforms. So search us, find us, and subscribe. Dave, why don't you send us out? Hey. Best way to end it. We'll see you next week on another Steelers preview.